Hey, welcome to the Jaywalk Podcast. Um, I don't know how or way to say this, but um, I always want to do one about the black experience in America. Um, as everybody will know that are since the beginning of us being here. Uh, it's been extremely tumultuous, uh, extremely brutal, extremely whatever. Black people in this country have experienced everything bad that this world can offer. Everything. Anything bad you could think of, black people have experienced it. Um, the youngest person ever to be executed was 14 years old and he was black. Come to find out almost 100 years later that he didn't do the crime. Um, Emmett Till That's all I gotta say is Emmett Till The church bombing with the four little girls Tamir Rice Sandra Bland. You see, all I got to do is just say the names. And everybody who heard me already knows what happens. All I got to do is say the name. Everybody knows the story. So, like I said, being black in America, like I said, it's like being in a really, really abusive relationship. And, um, I mean, the you know, victim of it doesn't get beat every day, but it feels like it. Um, I, I recently um got pulled over, basically had a gun pulled on me, and um. Believe it or not, I wasn't even scared. It was expected. Wasn't even scared.
And um, that's why I, I really don't have any fear of anything because I'm black in America. Fear is a emotion that I can't afford or have the time to have. Um, and what, what makes it even more rough to experience racism here in America every on a daily basis is you see white people walk around freely we're not a care in the world knowing that they're not gonna have to face the stuff that we have to face on a daily basis man and uh It's, uh, it's, I don't know, it's just really, it's a feeling that you really can't describe. If you're black, you, they know that, you know, they know exactly what I'm talking about. When I, uh, when I say this, like, being black in America is like being a bug that's in a jar. And the jar is real clean. And you can see everything. You can, you know, it just seems like, dang, it's right in front of me. I should better go out and touch it. But you're in, you know, real clear glass, so you can't touch it. But you see everything. You see everything around you, you know, functioning as normal. And, you know, um, and you're just wondering, why can I do that? Why does that bug get to fly freely and, I, and I'm stuck in here? You know, that's what being black in America is. Um, we get put in the worst neighborhoods, the most unlivable neighborhoods. That's why the rate of the rate of, of you know of kids with asthma or disproportionately black kids because of the areas they make us live in. Um, the deck is so stacked against us. So when we fail. It makes it seem like, like we're all failures. Even though there's a 90, 90% chance that you're going to fail because of the situation you're put in. And when you get put in these situations, um, the oppressor says that it's your own fault. Even though he's stacking the deck in his favor, stacking the deck against you is still your fault. It's like being on top of a building and somebody puts a gun to your head and says, hey, either I'm going to blow your head off or you're going to jump off this building and fly. You have two options. 
and you're going to die either way. And you got to understand since we've been in here 1609, the year 1609, um, that's what it feels like being black here. The Tulsa riots, Black Wall Street, that got destroyed, and nobody brought to account for it. All the raping, the lynching, and killing, and no one brought to account for it. And we got to tell our kids or tell our people, hey, just keep moving forward through some of the toughest conditions in human history. Keep moving forward. And somehow, because of the greatness of black people, we still do it. And we still contribute great things to society. That people take for granted today. For an example, can't remember his name, it's really sad, but black people, the, the black inventor, he had been in air conditioning. Could you imagine living in a world without air conditioning? The stoplight. Could you imagine driving without stoplights? For people to say when we don't stand for the national anthem that we aren't patriotic. The way that we get treated in this country and still contribute to it show that we're more patriotic. So the thing is, why should we have to stand for a country that won't stand for us? Police shoots our kids. Government won't do what's right by us. We contribute so much to this country and we get the least behind Hispanics, behind Asians. And so on and so on. We contribute so much to this country and we get the least back. And for the white people listening to this white podcast, these are the people that think there's so-called no racism. 
you can pull five different black people from the west coast to the east coast to the midwest to the south to the southwest five different black people and all five of them black people have the same story same experiences guarantee That's how bad the black experience has been here in America. And we still contribute. The top three sports, when you turn them on, what do you see? Hmm? Yeah. Basketball, football, not so much baseball anymore, but it used to be baseball. And, and I'm letting you know right now, those black athletes that, that you see on the TV screen, that you look at every day, had to go through hell just to get there. I mean, pure hell just to get there. And I know this is what they show on TV, especially on Fox News about, oh, it's crime written and the drug use and everything else. And, and see, they see they don't get a, they see what they don't tell people. And this is the problem. This is why America is falling apart at the seams. What they don't tell you is what it took for us to get there. Remember, you know, when you're black in America, you're playing a losing game. And see, if anybody that, that heard me, heard this podcast, are going to sit there and say, you see, look how he's thinking. That's why they hold themselves back. Look, at that, look, look, how, look how this guy's talking. He's so negative. And this is why they stay in the same place. Yeah, you know, you know, you know, we, you know, we're, you know, we're victims of our own victimization now, because you know, we put us in this situation. Oh, what about black on black crime? <laughs> that's my favorite. What about black on black crime? Oh my God, that's for another podcast. But I'm gonna tell you what my experience it is. And every black person listening to this podcast, I guarantee they will agree with me. This is a day for black men. Sometimes I get up, I get dressed, take a shower, get dressed. I leave, I walk outside. A white woman is walking down the street with her dog. And she acts terrified just to walk by me. Hmm. 
see, see, this is this is the daily basis, so I'm not. Yes, terrified to walk by me. Wow, okay. Drive. Please get behind me. No, wow. I'm legit and everything else. I hope he doesn't put me over today. I mean, he has no reason to take me to jail, but, you know, if he pulls me over, my life is at risk. And if he does pull me over, I'm just hoping I can get out of it alive. Because if I shoot him, I'm an enemy of the state. If he shoots me, he's a hero. So, hoping I can get out of this situation alive. Let's see. Hello to the grocery store. White people look at white look at me and they smile. The smile of hey. I'm just trying to walk by you. Please don't hurt me. Granted, we're in a grocery store. <laughs> but please don't hurt me. Oh, you go by the white guy that perceives, dresses, talks, and he thinks he's acting the way we act. So hopefully I get your approval to think you think I'm cool. So let me show you all the stereotypical things I think that black people are, and I'll show you I can do them so you'll think I'm cool. Very nerve-wracking. Or, when you go in places and you're the only black person there and you get that look of people just staring at you like, what are you doing here? I'm here for the interview just like you and everybody else. But apparently there's some extra attention on me. I wonder why. Mm, I guess I I think I know why. So That's just, those three things that probably just happened just in, in the afternoon. <laughs> you know, so we're not talking about whole day yet. We're just talking about by the time noon comes around, all this is probably done happen. Yeah, everything I mentioned probably done already happened. Just in the afternoon. Hmm. Or... And why, I don't know, I get this a lot, but why some 
white cats see me or in the dress, they they always ask me, you know, where can I get some weed or something like that? Like, what you know, what do you think? Every black person has to know somebody that sells drugs or hmm or you don't even know me. You're asking me something like that. <laughs> I always find that strange too. But I guess because I'm black, I must know people that sell drugs because I'm black. Hmm. Or they look surprised when I have conversations and I use big words and that they probably think I didn't know. Wow, Jerome, you're so well-spoken. Well, why wouldn't I be? (laughs) This is past the degrees I have. Why wouldn't I be well-spoken? Okay, this is probably by 2 p.m. These are all the things I go through. And let's say when I come home. I have to look at another shooting. Of an unarmed black man. Or woman. I got to look at politicians trying to whitewash history. I have to... See stereotypical black men on talk shows like Maury or any just any talk show in general when it comes to deadbeat fathers and paternity tests and everything else. And then I have to watch this show called Love and Hip Hop. Because this is the portrayal of black people. So when white people see me, this is what they think. They see love and hip hop. They see the paternity tests. So I have to see the programming of racism. Even when I go home. So therefore, even in my own home, I can't escape racism. Well, obviously, American wasn't made for us. To some white people, I guess, you know, we're just making this whole thing racism up and we just, it holds us back because we think like that. Granted, I think black people, we have way better things that we can be doing. It's stuff about to talk about how hard things are, but it's hard to be doing those better things when people keep making it hard for you to do those better things.
all we seem to get out of America is the American nightmare. We very nearly get to see the American dream. We usually get the American nightmare. I'll, I'll give you a more polarizing case. Kamala Harris, vice president, first president, vice president of color or being a woman, able to hold that position. Her boss is white. So what does her boss do? And y'all, and anybody listen to my podcast, I ain't no fan of Joe Biden at all. At all. What does he do? He gives her. uh, She's going to be in charge of taking care of the border. Something that no president has figured out. No administration has figured out that problem. But you're going to put the first female and the first black. Woman. They will hold that high power in the land. To the border crisis, even though no administrations have figured it out, not one. So you're going to put her on it. See, you see. When you're, especially when you're person of color, particularly black, they always put you in a position to fail. So when you do fail, they can criticize you. But if you do succeed, and this is if you succeed, you look astronomical, you look, you know, you're the exception. And nothing makes me prouder to see somebody black succeed under the most trying circumstances. And for the most part, that's a lot of our circumstances. Through this history of this country, it's always been how do we keep black people down? How do we keep them down? But it seems like the more we keep them down, they somehow find a way to succeed. Hence the point, we got Joe Biden elected. And what do you see in 17 other states? They make it harder to vote. We fought in every war to help this country.
get to where it's at. We built this country for free. Like I said, we contribute to these things that people use to this day. And you cannot live without. Like your GPS on your phone. Yeah. Black woman. The Moderna vaccine. Yeah. Black woman. I can, I can go on and go on and go on. Rap music. Hip-hop. R&B, rock and roll, country, all by black people. Yes, all of them. And the sad thing is, even though we invented it or started it, we have no control over it. How is it? That somehow, some way, everything that we invent, we can't keep. Everything that we achieved or something that, you know, that we build strategically gets taken away from me. Like that family in California that owned that beach. And the government kept strategically, strategically, strategically taking it away from them. Had they kept it, that thing would have been worth $300 million in today's value. The government takes it away. They get it back after 80 years. They get $50,000. Please choose one of us. We die. We get killed in the media. And we get killed by the bullet. Cop goes home and eats dinner with his family. See that Derek Shulman case? That's the exception. That's not the rule. Numbers don't lie. When it came to this pandemic... A lot of us died. Proportionally, we died. I don't know if it was a little bit more than Hispanics or a little bit less, but it was at the same rate. You see, the proof is there. And sort of for people that say there's no racism in America, either you're not looking or you don't want to look. Being black in America ain't a blessing. It's it's a job. A very stressful job is that that you don't get paid for. You see all these young, um, young, talented uh, black people that are dying in their 50s and 60s because black people go through so much in this country. 
got the high blood pressure to cause the diabetes and so on, the cancer and everything else. Y'all don't understand. It's just, it's just so much stress and stress. Straight wake up stress, lay down stress. Uh, you sleep stress. You you can't sleep because you're stressed. It's just that's what it's like being black in America. It's just probably the hardest job in the world. I'm not going to give a history lesson to why it's like this, because we know why it's like this. I mean, I don't have to explain that to y'all. But if you solve ninety percent of a black man's problem and a black woman's problems, you solve ninety percent of America's problems. And part of the reason why blacks haven't got reparations is not because that they necessarily don't want to do it. They know the backlash from other whites if they did do it. Because they don't want us to have nothing. I mean, nothing. So when you do anything to help us, like they when you pass that uh, build back something and those black farmers got those billions of dollars to help them. And yes, like I said, the judge blocked it so they can't get them billions of dollars yet. Everybody was getting the billions of dollars from discrimination black farmers have been facing just like any other field in America for years and years and years. So what did they do? Uh, we'll block it because this isn't fair. See, that anger they felt on January 6th when they were being lied to about the election, that anger they felt. Been feeling like that for 400 years. And look what they did with a couple of weeks of a lie that was told. That anger. And they stormed the Capitol. That's the type of anger that blacks have been feeling since we stepped foot on this country. Yeah. I'm getting sad just thinking about it. Just thinking about it, I'm getting sad. My lovely grandma, Miss Isaacine Walker, I love you. As hard as that woman worked and all the great things that she did, She did not see one day in her life where there was no racism. 
Neither will her children. Neither will her grandchildren. Neither will her great-grandchildren. See a day where there's just no racism. Yeah. And anybody rational to hear what I'm saying in this podcast, it's going to be hard just to hear this. That's how hard it is being black in America. And you know what keeps me moving forward? What keeps me moving forward is my ancestors were strong enough to go through all the hell they've been through. Just to give me a sliver of heaven. They had it way worse than we did. Somehow, some way, they got through it. They got through it. So it's incumbent upon us that we get through it too. And just maybe, maybe, one day, a generation of us won't have to go through racism. Do I believe it? Yeah, I do, actually. Yeah, I do. That's black people. We, um, we've been been through too much to just, just lay down. So, that's my black experience in America. And, um, I wouldn't rather be anything else but black, though, no matter how hard it is. Uh, to be part of a lineage with such just like such a strong heritage. Uh, we go through the toughest things and still somehow come out on top. Man, I wouldn't I wouldn't change it for anything. Not even for a billion dollars. I'm being I'm being dead serious when I say this. I love being black.
Let me rephrase that. I love the hell out of being black. And we can change it for nothing. I'm going to tell you, ancestors. You broke the mold with me. Every accomplishment and everything I do from this day forward is attributed to y'all and the sacrifice y'all made for me to be here. And it's incumbent on me to be a success. And being a success, that's what being black in America is all about. I'm out. Be better to yourselves and be better to each other.